This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 59. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about just getting out there and working with kids. Um, you know, I'm just getting off of another session working with my group. And this is a group that I've built from absolutely nothing up to something that's fairly consistent as far as uh, programming goes. And right now, as it sits, I run uh, three age groups of classes and we'll meet once a week for uh, anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes per class. And we start with ages five, we go up to 12. And right now I've got 37 kids that are in the classes. Of the kids, that are in those classes, uh, there's a pretty decent percentage of kids that have been with me for the last three years. So I've been doing this for three years. And yet there, this, and, and as I get every other session, but specifically this one, there is a pretty high percentage of kids that have shown up that I've never seen before. Uh, they may be friends of friends that have taken my class before. Uh, they may have friends that are in my classes or they may have just found me from different programming that I've done or through the guide because I work with the city. Uh, again, I talk about partnerships and working with the cities. Uh, that one is, has been very uh, good for me and for the city as well because we can offer a new program and that program is growing. And the feedback I'm getting every time that I run a session from most of the parents is, especially if they're new and I do not know them at all, is they not only appreciate that there's something different and something new, because I, I live in an area where we don't play hockey. So hockey is not necessarily the norm. And the opportunities to play at those age groups is a little bit limited, especially if you're not already playing those things. Um, and I always get those kids that are never gonna, they're not gonna go and play leagues necessarily uh, for different sports. Uh, maybe they've tried different sports or activities and the parents are out searching for you know, what's going to kind of interest my kid? You know, that's the whole point is creating opportunities, opportunities to find ourselves, to learn new things, to meet new people, to try, to, to be challenged, to grow. We look for that as adults and kids are looking for that as well. It's just in a different format. And so if we can affect change in that way through classes and having those one-on-one -on -one touch points with kids, that's going to make a, a bigger difference than just playing the game. And I think that's a big part of why I've always seen the major model for this is, is teaching classes. But tonight, for instance, as I was uh, finishing up a class, you know, we had 21 kids in my first grader class and it was passing week. Now, if you try to explain passing to a group of, you know, kindergartners and first graders, it's going to be a challenge, especially when they've likely had indoor recess. And, you know, I have my son is in the first grade class, 21 kids. It was hectic. It was frustrating. Passing week tends to be more static in what you're doing uh, as far as the activities. And then when you have 21 of them, it just kind of compounds that. And then in our area right now, we've had nothing but it feels like nothing but rain. Uh, and our schools are not necessarily built to handle that as far as the kids. So you have a lot of kids that had spent an entire day doing indoor recess, pent up energy, 
they might be ex really excited to be there. So there's a lot of things that might be going against you. And there were a lot of things going against us tonight. And it was a good reminder for me um, on the importance of how of not only being prepared and over-prepared when we plan our lessons, we're ready to change it at a moment's notice as needed, but also how do we, when we get frustrated, uh, deal with that in the moment and deal with that with kids and in a, in a way that's proper. And I'm not saying, you know, yelling at kids or anything like that. And yes, we need to discipline uh, kids when, when we need to, if they're not paying attention, we need to call them on it. We need to do that in appropriate ways. And I really appreciate the parents letting me and having the trust in me to do that. And I think when we're teaching sometimes, uh, obviously there's a line that we don't want to cross, but sometimes we don't take that time to discipline because we're afraid that, you know, one, we don't want to cross that line Two, how will that look to parents? So on and so forth. I'm under the guise of takes a village. And if my kid's stepping out of line, I hope somebody, if I'm not there is calling them on it and getting them back, uh, inappropriately. And I, and I take that role on very seriously when I teach, but I'll tell you today when I was doing it, even my wife, when I was done, she goes, I go, man, I was really about to lose it there. And she goes, yeah. I could see you were about to lose it, but you didn't. So good job. And frankly, I'll take it because it was really frustrating. The kids were all over the place. Um, it was it was just a really challenging day. Obviously, if you're a teacher, a, a normal day on most cases, as my wife likes to remind me. Um, and there's a reason why I did not go into elementary education specifically, but. Um, you know, it takes, you're going to have those days where everything's just not going to click and you're going to struggle and you're going to have, you know, challenges with, with these kids as you're working with them. And it's not going to be all rosy and it's not going to be necessarily all amazing and fun. And wow, this activity was perfect. And these kids learned everything. You know, there were a couple activities where I basically started it. We got going and immediately stopped and redirected to something different. Uh, and I think sometimes we push through the, the, the drill, the, the game, the lesson or whatever sometimes because we feel like we, oh, we got to get this point down. When in fact, you can sometimes if things are just not working, throw it away, move on to the next thing. The kids won't know any different. May, you know, if you're able to get your transitions down right, nobody's going to know, nobody's going to care. Um, and again, it comes back to that notion of just being prepared with more than what you need so that you can make those adjustments. And then as you learn, you're gonna be able to do that a little more fluidly. Um, I don't know if fluidly is a word, frankly, but I'm using it uh, to, to be more effective in how you teach. So I'm here to tell you, uh, personally, in my lesson today, there were a couple points where obviously I feel like I could have been better. Um, you know, I, I could have, I maybe could have explained it or there were just enough things that were going against me that it was just gonna be a hard day. And, and I just have to accept that and be okay with that and know that when I look at the broader picture of, did the kids have fun? Were they crying, you know, were they in tears the whole time? Were they really frustrated what was going on? Or was it, was it me that was frustrated? Um, and do I need to step back and really observe how I'm approaching you know, the lesson for that day? But when I think back and I look at like the kids were having fun, the kids learned something. I could see in how they, they played and developed um, that, that they did catch on to the notion of passing because when you're looking at the youngest ages, 
trying to teach passing can be really challenging. There's one ball, all the kids want the ball. We're trying to figure out how do we teach positional play and space and movement and kind of all these things that come into the actual game. And when you're just starting out, that can be really challenging. Uh, and so it does take a little bit of that time and build up. And so, you know, when I look at my lesson plan for today and what I did, which you can find in my book, uh, the Floorball Guru Primer, we'll throw it out there. Um, and I'm always working on what else can I do? What more things and games and activities can I, can I put in there and try? And, and what sports can I look at and use? You know, I'm overall pretty happy with it. Um, I, can, I can definitely key in on a couple different areas where I saw some really great flashes of where the kids just got it. Even at the youngest age, they, 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 some of them just understood that. And you're going to have that. You're going to have kids that are coming from all different areas and growth and, and patterns and development. And we just need to be, we just need to accept that that's where they're at. Not that they're not learning anything, but that's just where they are. And hopefully we continue to put those positive messages forward and have those experiences of playing and put them in those situations where they can hopefully connect those dots. That's, that's the really impactful and powerful thing. And you know, when, I, when kids are leaving and they're smiling and the parents seem happy and the kids can't wait to come back the next time or they're sad that the session's over, that's money in the bank in my book. And frankly, that's a big part of why I, I continue to do what I'm doing and why I firmly believe and want to push you know, developing classes anywhere and, ev and everywhere I can uh, as much as I can. And, and again, that comes with its own challenges and struggle. And, um, but the reward in the long term, I mean, it's there. There is no doubt in my mind that this sport has a place when we talk about uh, athletics in the U.S. and North America and around the world. Um, yes, it, oh, it looks like something else, but it's something, you know, this or that. This sport has a place, and I'm really excited to be part of it, and I'm thankful every day that I, that I get the opportunities that I do to come out and, and work with kids and work with parents and have fun. Even at a, after a long day when I've, you know, I've been working at my own job and, and, and I spend another two and a half, three hours doing this on the side, it's, it's worth every, every second of the day to be able to come out and do it. And, and I just want to hope and encourage others if you're out there doing it, keep at it, keep pushing. Uh, it does, it, it grows, it comes and goes and, and it's just, it's a process. So keep at it. If you are looking for more information about the sport, how to teach it, um, you know, go to my website, www.floorballguru.com. Uh, listen to a variety of different things on the podcast. We're starting to do some more with YouTube as far as videos and teaching and, and continuing to do it. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get out and start doing some more uh, clinics as we go forward. So I just want to be, I'm just thankful for today. I'm thankful for the opportunities to get there. And, and if you're listening from, from around the world, you know, I'm rooting for you. If there's a way we can connect, I'd love to do that and hear your story and, and maybe learn from you and what you're doing and, and, and just have those conversations and support you in, in whatever way I can. So for everybody out in the football community, uh, bless you for what you're doing. I'm excited for what's happening in the development of the sport. Most importantly, keep floorballing. And, and uh, yeah, that was a horrible sign-off, I'm not going to lie. So uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Cheers.